Yo, Keith, what's up? I'm a Macias. What is happening? Welcome home. Thank you. Thank you. How are you today? I am absolutely great. My uh, my daughter is on a 45-mile bike ride with her school, which I'm very impressed by, and uh, have been having one of the best weeks ever, so I'm doing oh, good. I love to hear it. Uh, yeah. How's the weather up there today? It is crisp and beautiful, and the grass is lush and green. Man, it is awesome. Oh, yeah? You getting some of that rain this week? Yeah, absolutely, and more on the way, so I am absolutely happy about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Free money. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What about great- you, man? You just got back from seeing the Aurora Borealis. Yeah, man. So I'll I'll go I'll go backwards in time, weather wise. It's good today. It's been raining here in uh Culver City, LA in the mornings, and then we've just had blue skies all day after that. So yesterday was beautiful and it's beautiful right now. It's probably sixty something degrees. Completely clear sky, blue sky, uh, and it's great. And, you know, coming off of it being negative three centigrade in Iceland (laughs) and uh, being, you know, basically 40 to 45 degrees in Belgium and Amsterdam and rainy, this is, uh, you know, you really can appreciate a 60 degree LA day after, after that. So all is well. But LA only looks perfect after the streets have been washed. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's quite nice to be in that, like just after the rain, uh, Los Angeles skies and, and streets. So, Oh yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, You just don't want to go in the ocean. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well I, I just ignore that we have a beach here that's right Got you want to go to the beach get on a pool <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh which is so spoiled but uh best week ever what's up tell me what you've been up to oh, um well going back to you know one of our earliest shows the disney gangs um i had a really great opportunity my my brother is the uh pitching coach and head of recruiting for Texas Christian University uh, for baseball. And his uh, team was out playing USC, UCLA. And uh, we had the opportunity, like as a family, you know, my dad kind of drops everything in his life. If my brother is in driving distance or even plane distance uh, Mm -hmm. to go watch baseball. So Mm. I grabbed my son, um, and my wife had to come down later because Brielle has her big performance coming up and, and they're practicing. But me and my my son jumped in the truck and blasted down in that, you know, beautiful L.A. Uh, Sunday morning with no traffic yeah. and yeah, man. drove down to Dodger Stadium and sat, you know, field level right across uh, from third base with my dad and my mom and my nieces and nephews and my sister-in-law and watched my brother, uh, you know. On at Dodger Stadium, which is for a guy who grew up in L.A. and whose dad loves baseball, I, I got dragged to so many Dodger games that it was a it was a punishment. And just seeing him out there was absolutely awesome. And uh, the next day, we decided to take the opportunity to 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 do the a twelve person descent on Disney, which wow is a. Uh, is interesting. So, <laughs> so let me pre- in, in 
in that case, it's like nobody gets to do what they want. Everybody, okay, <laughs> everybody's just, that's just a, in a group. See, that's the thing, man. So when we were rolling in there, I had that vibe, and um, I did something that you know now I I still feel like I'm a kid, but you know I am 41 years old, but I, I I'm still in that perpetual state of adolescence that I think a lot of us are, and uh, I made the decision, you know, consciously uh, that my wife and I who have gone to Disneyland a few times and have friends that work there and, and friends who really spoil us that I was going to be the dad. And by being the dad, what that means to me was uh, we booked, we booked the rooms and mm-hmm. then uh, bought the tickets. Um, mm-hmm. I got a, I got a hack on that by the way. And mm-hmm. um, so when we were going down there, I took everybody's luggage, every suitcase, everything. I threw it all in the back of my truck. I drove, we stayed at the uh, California, the grand Californian. I drove there about an hour before everybody else was going to get there. I tipped the bellman 20 bucks took everything out of our the truck, just got it ready, went and stood in line, got all of our keys and said, hey, head, up, head this direction. So about the moment I walked away from the reception desk, I went over, grabbed a cocktail and uh, sat down at 9 a.m. and <laughs> waited for them to show up. My, my whole family walked through the door. I handed each one their, uh, their room key. I mm-hmm. texted them the digital copy of their uh, ticket. And we walked straight into the park. So for me, you know, you're used to your folks taking care of you up to a certain level in life. And at this point, we wanted to take care of my folks so that my dad, my mom um, had zero stress. Nobody else did. I'll take that on me. I know how to navigate this stuff. And uh, we walked straight in the park and they were laughing, smiling. um, And here comes the hack, right? There is a ticket that you can buy at Disneyland, which is called the Max Pass, which I had never heard of. Uh-huh. It's 10 bucks extra, which, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get a live fast pass on your phone. Uh-huh. And mm. you can stand in line. You can get a fast pass for a ride uh, early in the morning, basically walk to the front of the line, get on the ride. And as soon as they scan your ticket, you can sign up for your next fast pass. So, oh, right. So we basically park hopped or ride hopped all around California Adventure, um, almost walking on every single ride, even though it was pretty busy. We got in the uh, fast pass line with 12 people, and it was awesome. We had uh, lunch at Carthay Circle, and I'm sorry I'm talking so long, but this is where it got this is where it got awesome. You know, we we went so fast and so hard by five o'clock. The kids were done spent. Right. So yeah. now that I have a 13 year old, we paid her a little bit of money. They watched the kids. They hired, they got room service and chilled out. And my dad, my mom, my brother, my sister-in-law, my wife, myself. Don't say it. My Don't say it. And my two good friends who I was the officiant in their wedding, Brian and Tommy. Uh, yeah, here you come. We went to Club 33. Ah, there it is. And <laughs> I... I'm a huge fan of this place. Um, I'll give you a quick synopsis. When I was a when I was a kid, we would go to Disneyland uh, sixth grade, right? So I was a sixth grader. Yeah. Uh, I went on a I went on Pirates of the Caribbean with a girl who was a little bit older than me. You know, uh, had my first kiss, kind of a moment. Uh, 
walked off that ride, one of my buddies pointed up to where Club 33 was. And at this point, it's kind of the uh, the uh, oh, 16 candles moment, you know, when mm-hmm. when he's just jacked out of his mind and he comes out and proves that he, you know, hooked up with a girl kind of a thing. I'm, I'm in that I'm in that zone. Right. And my buddy goes, you know, there's a secret place up there that uh, you can eat and blah, blah, blah. And in my mind, I'm like, that's for celebrities and dignitaries and, you know captains of industry and here i am a kid from bellflower i will never eat there i will never be in that room you know i i knew that and because of some of these friendships that of of people that are now you know i consider family um i mean i i I married these two guys together in hawaii last year and Mm -hmm. invited you know me to come up and i just remember i was standing on the balcony which overlooks kind of the exit to disneyland or exit to Pirates of the Caribbean, standing there with my hot wife. And I remember it perfectly clearly like, hey, I'm standing here. And right. not only that, they serve our wine in Club 33. Oh, really? Yeah. And oh, man, I didn't know yeah, that. My wife, go- I told that story to my wife and she goes, baby, you're not just here. They're serving your wine here, which is kind of like a big deal. So long story short, we had uh, the best night we got, you know. We had the wine oh, dinner. Man. We drank like crazy. Uh, walked off. Walked out of Disneyland. Uh, two of our other friends were there. Uh, AJ and Luis. They they went down. They drove from home. Went to and got us seats in like the VIP area of Fantasmic. Oh, so big right shout on. out to them. And and my dad goes, "Hey, this is pretty cool." And as soon as my dad sat down in front of me, the lights dropped and Fantasmic started. Yeah. And I saw my dad crumble into a nine-year-old boy, just Mm. stoked and having fun. We got out of there. We went on Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, after drinking like crazy, uh, you know, a glass of wine with every course at at, at 33. Then we went to uh, Space Mountain and it's 1215. The park is closed. The park, the park breaks down. We're about to walk out. The, The lady in line goes, just wait a minute. It'll be back up. So at about 1230 in the morning, the park is closed. We ride Space Mountain with our family, got a great photo of it. And then to cap it all off, you know, we're all buzzed up and walking out. I see my dad and my mom holding hands in a empty, uh, in an empty Main Street, right? And uh, that kind of capped it off, man. It was like that. It could be done. I, I told my wife, we might as well burn this place down and never come back because it was perfect. So, hey, that was a long, rambling, horrible story <laughs> that nobody but me cares about. But it was awesome. It was absolutely magnificent. That's Best fantastic, time ever. man. All right. That's a, that's a good that's a good. Disney that is day. good. I look for the gangs. No gangs. Really. You didn't see really any gangs. Disappointed. The Sarlos gang was in full effect. You know, right. I was going <laughs> to, <laughs> but we had good, so it was awesome. Yeah. And if you haven't, and if you haven't listened to, uh, some of the basement tapes from our early episodes where we talk about Disney gangs, there are roves of, uh, uh or droves of roving, uh, people who have adopted different areas and, uh, monikers Clicks. and different characters to brand their own Disney gangs and they wear cuts and jackets and patches 
as if they are a street gang or bike gang, but they're like Goofy's minions (laughs) and Mickey's marauders and the dark side of the force and all of these different things. And it's just a, it's a very interesting thing that Keith and I basically keep our eyes open for when we're down in Anaheim. One of my favorite things on the world. I love it. Oh, it's so gnarly. Man. So one of the other things, you know, coming off of that and, and specifically, you know, kind of that feeling is like, there's been so much stuff, you know, like, uh, these three things separate, each one bears its own conversation. But like, I sent you a note a couple weeks ago, uh, Kevin Smith posted that he had had two heart Mm -hmm. attacks and died. And that first put me in kind of like, Whoa, that's, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody living there. Hey, if I hadn't made this left turn, if I hadn't listened to what was going on, if I hadn't, you know, I would be dead. Then uh, Tuesday, towards the middle of the day, I saw a note that Craig mm-hmm. Mack, you know, Bad Boys original breakout star from the 90s, flavor in your ear and all that stuff, um, had passed away. I believe he was 46 years old. And that kind of hit me with an interesting thing, not only because that's part of, you know, my main adolescence, you know, my high school to college era of this being kind of the soundtrack to my life and kind of just having freedom and that being one of the, you know, part of that fabric. Mm -hmm. But also the idea, like, you know, what even what is his life, what was his life like, you know, having had that prominence, but kind of having your fame not necessarily recede, but that being the peak of your fame then, but, you know, living another 20 years and like, what, what is that like? I mean, it's, 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 it's fantastic to reach and to have that impact, but I, I just wonder what that's like to have that prominence, but not kind of stay in the public eye. Is it better to have it and have it recede or is it better to stay there? I don't know. The burnout for some ways, I think. Away. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, you know, in some ways, I think that's better because you get to have a regular life, but you also get to have that. But in other ways, you know, I, f- I feel like once you taste that, maybe you want that forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and and kind of in that similar vein, you know, I'm flying back from Iceland on Monday and um, Onyx was on mm-hmm. my plane, you know. Uh, yeah. Slam! That, that was deal. Awesome. That was you know, a so, great era. Like Black Sheep, Onyx. So more, yeah, 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 yeah. So more like 90s hip hop. And it was just interesting, you know, and I kind of the, that, I see Fred uh, Bro star sticking fingers on the plane. And I just kind of give him a head nod. And it's like, yeah, I know who you are. You got, you know, but it's like no big, not no big deal, but like I'm going to let you guys enjoy your flight. But you see these guys, it's like they look from us like, oh, yeah, there's nobody else who has that right. style. <laughs> Oh, and then finally on Tuesday, like late in the evening, uh, it was announced, you know, on an even bigger note, uh, or different, I guess everybody's life is a life, but um, Stephen Hawking passed away. And that's the whole other thing to, to like ponder, right, is this idea of being one of the preeminent thinkers, um, literally pondering and discovering and clawing at our understanding of life and death in the universe. Celebrity scientist, which we do not have very many of. Right, right. But also to live that life, not necessarily trapped in that body, but but to have such a different living experience than the majority of us, right? His brain is light years pulling humanity forward, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but also live it being able to communicate only by 
the movement in your cheek, you know, literally having your body fail you or cease to function in a way that leaves you with just that movement while your brain is completely lucid and, you know, and, and to live that life and what's that like. And like, so it just, uh, it's, it was an interesting thing to, to see those kind of series of events and, and different types of fame and, and, um, life and uh achievement you know it just it's a it's a it's a big thing to kind of like to ponder you know as we go through when we live our day to day just trying to like oh i got too much stuff to do today and it's like you know there's other people who have done so much and they're checking out and there's new people being born it's a, an interesting thing you know i think as i approach 40 and you, you become an adult and you're like yo you're not going to be here forever you know so what's worth doing and it's interesting to even to really to relate it to that like best trip to Disneyland ever. But it, it, it relates back to something you said a couple of weeks ago, um, I guess. And I'll, this is how I'll tee it up for our conversation is, uh, you, you know, and I'll let you come back and, and correct me on this, but you said, you know, if your life was a burning mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. and it was burning down, what would you save? Right. And talked about it at length in this Instagram caption about, there's nothing that's important to you physically to save, but you would want the photos, you would want the stories. And y- you kind of eloquently talk about these moments, like looking at your parents holding hand on the empty Main Street or, you know, uh, designing your labels, which we talked about two episodes ago, and and not knowing if they're done until you're kind of misty eyed and seeing your dad actually oh, cry yeah. at that. That was you heavy. Know, showing him a picture of his father that he hadn't seen. You know, and and then you you kind of, you capped off this conversation or this uh, expression that you had by saying, "Oh wait, I am yeah, the burning." That's building. it. You know, and so it's um, it, it's I don't know. It's it's all it all becomes quite profound when we realize that that it's like it's it's only these moments um, that truly are important, but it's also because every day we're kind of striving and building things and all this other stuff and we're looking for these external things or we're trying to do it and it's it's uh it's an interesting perspective to try to keep in in place like what we do internally and what we do in our direct surroundings is what's important i agree um yeah i don't know what what are your thoughts on those things well okay how deep do you really want me to get on this i mean seriously i can uh, because if if you want me to go all the way right here, I'll tell you the burning building story. Okay. Tell me so the burning he, building here, story. Here's a, here it is without me, you know. Okay. Um, this is the first chapter of the book, as they say. Uh, everything you just described with, uh, you know, Kevin Smith. I look like Kevin Smith, you know. So when he has a heart attack, it, it shook me, right? Um, mm-hmm. When you talk about Craig Mack, when you talk about, Stephen Hawking, when you talk about people of note, really, right? Um, uh, I'll rewind it. So in my life, uh, I expected to hit home runs in my life. Um, I worked hard to do them. And at, at, at some point in my mid-20s, I've, I I didn't expect to hit home runs anymore because I wasn't hitting them. 
and I felt like I had warning track power, right? I, I would get it to the warning track, but it wouldn't go over the fence. And mm-hmm. I moved my family here to um, start, a, you know, to raise my kids here. But this is not a very easy place to live. There's no businesses. There's no jobs. You have to dig your own well. It, there's a certain amount of frontier life to it. And I was I was at the lowest point of my life personally where I didn't know how I was going to take care of my family. I didn't know how I was going to uh, live up to the promises that I made to my beautiful wife uh, when we were we we were dating and got engaged. And I was, I was as dark as you could get. And I, there was a day and there's, there's a much deeper story to this, but there was a day that I was sitting somewhere. I know exactly where I was sitting and I had a, uh, I literally had a child on the way. Um, everything was going wrong. And, and I had that moment of darkness, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The comeback from that, the rock bottom, the rebound, the bounce for me was saying to myself, all the expectations that you have of yourself are wrong. Um, If you are, if you were not here, if, if you made some stupid decision, some drastic, horrible, terrible decision, every day after that, you're not here. And you have two choices. Your choice is to be a coward, give up, or your choice is to to drop every shred of entitlement, every shred of, I should have this, but I don't have it. Every shred Mm -hmm. of anything and say, everything I build back up from today, from this moment is, is mine. And I think a lot of people get in those positions. Some people hover two inches before below, you know, above rock bottom and never hit it and live the rest of their life two inches above it. But for me, mm-hmm. it was I take a lot of photos now and I post a lot of them and I write stuff like you read, right? Before that point, I probably would have felt or thought about all that stuff and I never would have shared it to the world. I, I realized that that burning building. I am that I am constantly falling and breaking and my body has made the turn from healing itself to hurting itself. And everything after that point to me was I'm going to just going to do it all the way. And the do it all the way means never get, never be satisfied with um, missing an opportunity. Never sit quietly when you can stand up and say something. Never miss an opportunity to to be uncomfortable and tell your friend, dude, I, I love you. Thank you. Um, this is why I like you. I never wanted to miss the opportunity mm-hmm. to tell my family, my children, my children. I tell my children I love them and why so much that they have no doubt. My family feels that way. My friends, I hope, feel that way. I hope my work personifies that because mm-hmm. when you have – Kevin Smith, who took nothing and turned it into an empire, you know, a a modest fat guy does good empire. A uh, (laughs) when you make music and put it on a record, it'll always be there. Stephen Hawking, you know, could have given up when his body failed him and could have said, 
you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm I am going to be trapped in this body and I'm going to die in here, but he didn't. And I think the people that we mm-hmm. post Instagram, you know, inspirational bullshit stuff are all people that have hit their face so hard on rock bottom that they decided to give up or not decided. They decided to get up and say everything from this point on, I'm going to live all the way. Um, I watched that. Remember mm-hmm. Howard Stern, like that private parts movie, right? It was weird that I thought about this today, but he goes, you know, I, I was, I was honest and I was raw and I was way out there and it felt right. And I felt like every time anybody ever told me to keep my mouth shut and don't be embarrassed and don't put yourself out there and, you know, don't be exposed, don't be raw is wrong. And that is the one thing that I learned from that moment. And that's, I think what I, I have in my friendships. It's, you know, I kept calling you and saying, please give me a, I need a photo booth. I need, I did it for years, mostly because if that, if that thought popped in my head, I had to do it because if I didn't do it, I'd miss out on something. And the only thing I have now found is that, you know, I, I am a, I am a faith guy, right? And mm-hmm. every time I do that, every time I, I, I want to take the low road and, you know, cuss somebody out or beat somebody up in a parking lot or do whatever. And I don't, and I do the opposite of what that was 50 good things. happen, yeah. And I always can draw a little red line back to, um, something stupid. And I know this maybe is OCD, but if I throw a piece of trash and like I toss it at a trash can and it misses, I have to get oh, up. Yeah. I have to pick it up. I have to put it in the trash can. Because not that that's going to break a streak or anything ridiculous like that, but to me, somebody else is going to have to do it. And that's my fault. I need to fix it. And it's that little piece that, you know, hopefully, you know, it would have been easy for me to say I was busy and not go to a Dodger game. It would have been easy for me to say, you know, 12 people at Disneyland, that sucks. I'm, I'm out. And I would have missed it. Right. And like, you know, I get up early because the sun's going to come up and it's going to be beautiful somewhere. Might as well be where it's beautiful and be the only person to see it. And that's something me and my son talked about while we were driving. I go, you know why we're we're on the freeway right now? We're going to go see Kirk. But guess what? Everybody else is in their beds right now. And you and I are up and we're having coffee and a cocoa and we are blasting down the freeway, listening to music, having a good time. It's because we got up early and went to work. And Right. While you. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that that's a heavy thing, but great. we are constantly, man, Stephen Hawking, if we, if we just bring it to that super quickly, I love knowing I'm small. I love knowing that everything I'm doing today, tomorrow, this, you know, uh, in the cosmos where they said, if everything in human existence happened in one month, humans have been alive December 31st. Uh, you know, 1259 PM and 35 seconds. And this, mm-hmm. this, this universe, everything is waiting to be discovered. And it's, and it's discovered by people that are willing to go way, way out there and look for it. And for me, that was the thing, man. I know I'm a piece of shit. I know I don't have usually the best intentions at mind, 
Um, if you run into me and I'm, and I'm not in the mood like I am right now to be open and, and raw, then you're probably going to be like, oh, that's not who I thought he was. He was a little cold and aloof, you know, <laughs> but it's because it's hard to be this. You know, it's hard to be on stage as a person and positive and out there all the time. It really is. But I think, you know, I try to surround myself with people like you and and tons of friends who they don't say, why would I do they do that? They say, why not? Like, why not? You know, let's let's ride a motorcycle across the country. Why not? Let's go do this. Why not? Because you know what I miss? I'm going to miss nothing. But if I get up and go. There might be something to see. I mean, it's why you got on a plane. I mean, the, right. today the Aurora Borealis is going on with or without you. And right. you were there to see it. And that made it better. Right. So that was. a Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. For but me. I mean, uh, yeah. But that's what it is. Right. It's like you're right. It's like you have to make a decision. And it, it's, it's interesting going back to the trash thing. Or, or that note, that idea of it, that that type of small action. Right. It's like. You got to do the right thing, not for any tangible reward, but because you know it's the right thing. And and, um, once you know that and you have that uh, awareness... It's uh, it's it's just it's really interesting, you know, and it's it, it goes to the larger thing as well. Like, like you said, knowing you're small, but still, no, knowing you're oh, insignificant, totally. even, but but still, doing as much as you can, and uh, you know, this is one of the things I'm working on. But like. I was looking at something and I wasn't satisfied with it. And I had X, Y, and Z reasons why, you know, I felt put upon in this particular situation. And I was like, you know, and at a certain point I was like, it doesn't, you know, these, these reasons I'm getting my, giving myself don't matter. You know, it's like nobody else out there is going to make me happy about it except myself. I was like, you know, you just got to get off your ass and do it, you know, but instead of being like feeling like everybody, you know, put their trash on your plate it's like just deal with it it's there now like clean the plate <laughs> and serve yourself some food or whatever it is it's like it it doesn't matter why and a lot of times even if there's negativity coming towards you you have to find a way to combat it with a well of positivity in some way because you, if if you combat it with nev- negativity or even neutrality and it's it's just going to cause more negativity. You know, it's like you, you have to, you can't fight hate with hate. You can only fight hate with love. It's, it's kind of all, it's yeah. all math. <laughs> it's weird that it's all math. And it's, it's one of those things that all you can do is try to find a way to pull out that positivity out of yourself. Even if your brain or your heart initially is having emotional responses about things and, and, and doesn't want it, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, um, whose maxim was this? I don't know. I heard something recently and it was, it was on, it was on being, and it was like, just, you know, when you go to make a decision, you have to imagine if everyone else made that same decision, would it make the world better or worse? You should always take that into account, right? If if I decide, oh, I'm not going to vote, my vote doesn't count. Well, what if everybody did that? Then nobody's voting. 
right? Or if if I threw this piece of trash and it bounces off the trash can and falls on the ground, oh, it doesn't matter. Well, what if everybody did that? You know, you have to imagine that your action, because that's what it comes down to, right? It's like, we're so unique, but we're also universal. That's why this, if this conversation is useful to anybody, that's the only I, reason see, it's, it's useful. A hundred percent. Like, that's the only reason that podcasting is useful to anybody is if that's true. Because it doesn't matter. It's not worthwhile to listen to anybody talk about anything unless you in some way are like them and they are like you and you are the same in some way or or you're understanding a perspective that you don't have right so it's like it's uh, it's 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 really weird though you know cuz i and i think this is maybe the, this is maybe the, what the transition through life is about is going from being taken care of and everything being done for you because of the goodness and the love someone has for you or because you are incapable of doing it to yourself and transitioning to someone who is taking care of the world and others. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's where, like you said, the altruism and the only way that we get forward is as humans, we learn to do that as well as so, individuals. Um, so, I don't know. Totally agree. And you, you and I are amazingly like super much, super on the same page. I mean, one of the things that, that, that others came out of, you know, that desert time for me was this honor and prepare. Right. And we have a wine called that, but also, you know, it's, I, I call it our family creed because everybody has not only adopted it, but, but lives it. And it's super simple. It's live to honor those that have come before you and prepare the way for those yet to come. And to me, that's what I boil it down to. You know, if if the people that have come before me have done things that have gotten me, you, every person in this world did not get here spontaneously. They got here because of mm-hmm. someone bringing them here. And good and bad. Right. The things that happen to you, you can either, you will learn from, you can accept, or you can change. Mm-hmm. And... That is your responsibility to do that for future generations. I, I, I am wholeheartedly in, in the vein with you. Like when I say the trash, right? You know, it's easy throwing shit out your yeah. window while you drive down the freeway. No one cares. No one's going to look. No one's going to stop you and shame you. You, you could throw a bag of trash out your car and nobody's going to even hit the brakes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but is that right for everyone? Yep. No, it's not. It, you have now taken your problem and spread it around to everybody else, right? When, when, you, when you pick up trash, when you um, help somebody, when you hand somebody a pen, when you hold open a door, when you, no one feels like shit in that situation. No one does. Everybody goes, oh, that was nice. Oh, thank you. You know, that, right. that courtesy. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, l- yeah. Let me, let me bring it back. Well, let me say two things. Uh, we kind of jumped off of a couple different pieces in the conversation, but I, w- I want to say thank you to Stephen Hawking. I want to say yeah. thank you to Craig Mack. E- even if some people think, Popular music is, you know, just entertainment and all that. Like these, these people came, they, they gave something to the world. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's all the human experience. So that's like, 
where wherever we go, which you know I believe is probably not anywhere. I think that's part of the gift of it is we come, we're here, and we're gone. And uh, so that's I want to thank those humans as the as they move into the next thing, which may just be dirt and memory and whatever effect they had. And uh, even Kevin Smith for, you know, kind of that was my initial thing for saying, let's have a conversation. And then in the intervening intervening days, that kind of happened. Um, and it, that brings me to the the other piece, though, like what you were saying about being the dad, you know, that's one way to put it. But we we talk about Disney and like even the the products and things that we build, like what it's like yeah. to be Disney and give that service. And I, it brings me back to what you were saying about like you went down and you handled it. And did those things for that other made people. the experience that much better. Yeah, it's totally for other people, but also for you. It's 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 interesting. That's not the reason you did it, but it's like the alternative is you all go together, and you're standing in line, and Cash is putting a hood over his head, and he's like right. playing with the dirt in the corner. I don't know what Cash <laughs> totally. does, but you know what I mean. It's like getting in, he's getting into something. He's he's being a a nine year old boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who's, who's who's waiting for his parents to stand in line, which that's I can an, only that's imagine eternity. what that is, that's right? That's purgatory. And, right, right. The anxiety and all that other stuff that comes with like, uh, we don't all want to be standing around waiting for mm-hmm. somebody to get keys, right? There's not enough room standing here with all our bags, blah, blah, blah. It, it's funny how the alternative to that, the going early, the taking care of it, providing that Reducing seamless friction. thing for your yeah. family, actually... Yeah, it actually takes care of it. And it's also, it's one of the few things we can do, right? It's like, you have arranged for me. You've connected me so that I could go to Club 33 before. You've connected me with people for business opportunities or just like, hey, you two should know each other. And going out of your way to do that, it, it's funny. that That is luck for other people. Right. You know, it's like it's 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 such an interesting thing. We cannot make our own luck, yeah. but we can wow. make luck for other people. We can we can, you know, and that, it's, that, it's 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 funny. Um, well, it you, almost makes well, you, it almost it almost makes you wish to turn around and say, like, that's my full time job. I wish I could just make luck for other people, make things happen. Um, but it's it's just really interesting how that works. Like you can give the gift of a better world but you can't necessarily make your world better. Um, you can try and you can try to make yourself better and all this other stuff, but it's so funny how being kind to someone else literally um, can give them a leg up. Uh, whereas it's, it's uh, at least from my experience, it's, it's difficult to just out of whole cloth fabricate luck and love and experience for yourself. It's like, so it's, um, it's interesting. I think that comes it comes around to being kind of uh a bit profound and uh but also like completely ordinary. It just comes it, you know, this is the lesson that is embedded in a lot of the stuff we've been taught, but it's it's hard to understand what it will take for that to come around and be something that you I, see as a truth. <laughs> I, I, I'm you're... not only in total agreement with you. I'm going to take it in the next step. One one of the things that I have uh, seen in my life and I have learned and, and I appreciate you saying those things, but I, I feel like every single person, no matter who you are, and I think it usually starts in um, puberty, right? When you feel like you're an alien, like you're the only one, 
you're trapped in your body. Uh, you're the only one going through or feeling whatever you're feeling. And my personal epiphany or, or whatever is that no, we're not an alien. We're all in this together. And when I look at things like an opportunity to help a friend, or I look at an opportunity to put two people on, Hey, you should know each other. Right. The only, I, I think about it kind of like, would I be stoked if that person did that for me? And it puts me mm-hmm. in that person's shoes almost instantly. And whatever I would feel if I was in their shoes, I have to do if, if uh, like I'm, I'm terrible yeah. with my mood, right? I'm, I'm mercurial, um, good and bad, hot and cold, all of that stuff. You know, I, I have very difficult levels of ballast where it swings from one, one side to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a like ridiculous way, but mentally it's something I'm fighting. You know, it's like, that's the duality of man. Like Johnny cash. I named my son cash because Johnny cash had the, you know, I took a shot of cocaine and shot my woman down thing. And on the other side of it, uh, he would sing the next song would be a gospel song. Right. I feel that, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I named my son cash because I know he will feel that. But when you make that connection, when you go against the human condition of I will step over you to get what I want, and you start replacing that program with if they win, I win. And I get this from my father, mm-hmm. like straight away, you know, a a rising tide raises all boats. And when you remove the jealousy right. or envy from it, you start celebrating when your friends win. And that, you know, when you sit on the 405, it's, it's hard to let people cut in front of you to get home quicker. It's, it's hard not to, you know, keep your place in line, but I've never been involved in anything when everybody has that vibe of, we need to help. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how this will benefit me, but this feels right. And I should, I should help. It never it never burns. It never burns you. It never comes back and says, well, you screwed yourself because I always view, well, maybe that happened for a reason and maybe that door closed. So three, three more can open. And I've seen that happen so many times. I go back to this, you know, that faith word is if something bad happens, you know, four good things will, because I reacted to it correctly. And I put myself in the position uh, for the right thing to happen. And I heard a line a long time ago, everything Mm -hmm. that is preparing you to do the thing that you're going to do has already happened to you. And the more we do that, Mm -hmm. the more I want my friends to win. It feels like the better my life gets. And the more I feel like I'm winning because my team's winning. And that's a deep conversation. But going back to another thing that you said, I truly believe that even if you're sitting in the crowd, you know, if you, if you're at, you know, the, I have a dream speech, right? That speech is powerful because there were people in the crowd standing there. Uh, maybe they weren't giving the speech, but they were participating in that movement. They were participating in the, I, I am going to react to what I think is wrong 
and I will do the things that I think will make it right. And that participation is just as vital as standing there and delivering the speech. I mean, I totally think that, that, you know, visualize world peace and some hippie ass bumper stickers. I get that, but I, I, I totally, sometimes you got to fight for it too. It's uh, it's interesting. You know, I'll I'll say this on, on our way out because we got to jump, but um, you know, like it's interesting. These, these kids out of Florida walked out yesterday who are, who are, yeah. Well, starting out of Florida and now across the country, right? It's like uh, they're in they're in a moment. They're in a in a in a thing as well where they're like they're fighting to do the right thing. They're fighting to create that love and luck and and make it right uh, going forward. And it's interesting. Like I think there's this preconceived notion that children's life experiences somehow less important or less relevant than adults life experience. And I don't think that's true. They, they live now just like everyone else does. And I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for the best and working for the best. And I think they're, they're onto something, but to have that, it's, it's, uh, it's terrible to have such a tragedy be the thing that catalyzes and brings it out, but to have that epiphany and to have that activism catch fire in them at such a young age, I think is, um, is I see my, is what you know, need, my daughter so. is 13. Yeah, I see that generation of people. Um, I, I truly believe, you know, I'm a gender X person and you see the baby boomers, you see the, you know, quote unquote, greatest generation all, all the way down. I, I believe in my daughter's generation in a, in a way where I feel like generation X or whatever this middle one is, or the 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 generation that w- grew up analog and has a digital adulthood, which is me. Um, we mm-hmm. are. Th- I feel we mm-hmm. are the transition. We are the job before the job, and this next generation of people are n- are not going to wait to be dismissed from the table. If you if you know what I mean, right? Exactly. Or to, or to be called upon. Right? They're <laughs> they're yeah. And that's that's the point. I, I feel like that generation like, feels too. so much. It's there. Oh, it's there's, remember it's when there's we were more talking about art. being alien, like right? my feeling of that. <laughs> I look at my daughter. I look at that group of people yeah. that um, I think they feel I'm not going to say they feel less alien, but I think they feel more comfort mm-hmm. in the uh, experience that each one of them is having. If one hurts, they all hurt. If one uh, is happy. They're all happy and, you know, good and bad and indifferent with how many likes you get and personal, like the way you view yourself. We can talk about that for a million years, but to organize, to say, this is who we are and this is what we're doing and have do that at 13. You know, those are, those are the people that not will, that will not only change the world, but they will demand it to be different. So yeah, maybe we. This is the most heavy one we've ever done, but you know, but that was some. You know, that was real talk. That was truth. You know. All right, it's real talk. It's real talk. Right on, my man. I gotta get well, outside. The sun I is shining. I can't live in here anymore. Uh, I gotta get outside today. <laughs> right on. Bong. Let's go outside and make some things. Bye. All right. Talk to you next time.